0: For MeatPoultry.com, I'm Ryan McCarthy, Digital Media Associate Editor. In this first episode of 2020, we look at what the pork industry found out about consumers over the last year at the National Pork Port. In our discussion with Tara Dugan, Director of Consumer and Marketplace Insights for the National Pork Board, we talk about findings for consumers, including simplicity and convenience in products, how they fit in with their overall health plan, and multicultural uses for pork and how it continues to grow. Dugan details all the elements that the industry looked at throughout the year, as well as the next consumer trends going into 2020. I was just wondering if you could discuss a little bit about your, uh, your a little bit about what you've done with the National Pork Board and mm-hmm. kind of what you do for food marketing research uh, for the group.
1: Sure. So my name is Tara Ann Dugan, and I am the director of Consumer Marketplace Insights for the National Pork Board. And um, what that means is that I lead the research efforts for NPB um, over the the last year, say year and a half, we've been on a journey um, to really understand consumers' attitudes, needs, and behaviors, especially as it relates to the food decisions that they're, that they're making. And we conducted a huge study with over 10,000 consumers really to understand just that. So, you know, what are folks doing when they're in home and away from home, um, across the day parts, breakfast, lunch, and dinner? So it really provided us with a firm foundation to understand exactly what demographics are doing, and households, and individuals that have different attitudes or values towards meat purchasing, um, and it's been a lot of fun.
0: You mentioned uh, the three uh, for uh, for your NPB research that you mentioned three key themes uh, from your research about the importance of health, the desire for a quick and convenient options, and the growth for the uh, for the population. Um, Tell me how you think all those are going to apply to meat producers and processors over the next few years when they um, try to put all this stuff together for consumers.
1: Sure, sure. That's a great question. So, you know, when we take a look at what's going on, um, just generally from a macro perspective, all industries have experienced change at a breakneck pace throughout the past decade or so, right? So we're using our mobile devices in ways that we haven't used them before. Um, And digital technology has changed the way that Americans live, shop, and eat. So even though, you know, we think that food may be um, apt from this, uh, the fact of the matter is, no matter what, people still need to eat. And a lot of these digital technologies are changing the way that people make their decisions on food and actually how they access it too. So we looked at some recent Mintel research, and as they put it in their Global Outlook report, consumers are embracing well-being, uh, they want to be their best self, and that comes through a series of, of different factors, including wellness, experiences, and identity. But what we know is that, you know, people are incredibly busy, and demographics are shifting and individuals have more information at their fingertips than ever, which can also cause conflict when they have to make decisions on what to put on the table for dinner. So all of this, uh, this perspective, it really has to impact the way that we're showing up for consumers in the meat industry. And historically, the meat cases look the same, but great measures are actually being taken to um have Evolution, if you will, in the meat department, and this is being done across the entire value chain by producers and processors to meet the evolving needs of consumers. Okay,
0: great. Uh, what are what are some of those changes that you've seen from them so far? Um, you know, at the deli counters and at the meat counters um, that you observed in your research.
1: Yeah, so you know, some of the things that we've seen um, occurring more frequently is the presence of products that help to meet consumers' needs for convenience. So things like pre-seasoning and pre-marinating meats, um, pre-cutting them so that consumers can prepare them pretty easily. That's becoming more and more prominent. Um, Also different flavor innovation to evolve with the with the taste of consumers today, consumers have quite interesting palates, and it's certainly being expanded by um, all of the different ethnic cuisines that are revealed.
0: Yeah, I wanted to touch on that, uh, especially on how many of the multiculturalism multiculturalism things are moving mainstream. Um, and you talked a lot about um, Hispanic and Asian buying power in your research when I was looking over some of it um, you know, over the last few years. Uh, can you discuss uh, why that's become such an important part for uh people in the industry to look at and make sure that they're getting enough, uh, uh, you know, getting enough play for people to understand
1: it. Sure. So when we look at just the sheer numbers, uh, U.S. Latinos have a $1.7 trillion buying power, which is honestly growing at twice the rate of non-Hispanics. Uh, Additionally, 44% of millennials are non-white and um, they're turning out to be the most diverse generation in history. So as these minority populations grow, what's happening is that food trends are changing and all of which could really and truly be great news for uh, the meat industry and specifically pork. Um, If we think about the authenticity that pork brings and the fact that it is integral to many of the multicultural nations, so um, what we're seeing is that one in three American consumers eat multicultural foods at least once a week, and about 51% of consumers crave Mexican and Latin pork dishes, and 48% crave Asian pork dishes. So you're right. You mentioned that multicultural uh, multiculturalism is moving mainstream. Multicultural is the new mainstream, and as our year-in-review, we actually um, – released just about a week or so ago. Uh, Hispanic and Asian populations are continuously growing rapidly, and that means that we need to ensure that pork is playing a vital role, um, as it it's, plays a key integral place in global cuisines today. Um, I don't know
0: if you mentioned this in your, your year review, but did you have anything on uh, uh, age ranges for a lot of these multiculturalism purchases from, from people? I'm just curious about that. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, well, certainly because um, the millennial generation tends to be um, highly multicultural, they're certainly having an influence on the trends that we're seeing from menu offerings that are available to the popularity of, of unique items. Um, and to be honest, you know, a lot of what we've seen is, is rooted in some of the things that Mintel noted in that Global Outlook report, where the decisions that consumers are making are reflections of their identity. And a piece of that is being able to experience new and different things like ethnic foods.
0: Okay, perfect. And um, the next thing I wanted to touch a little bit about on, and you, you mentioned it in your themes, was how health conscious people are being. With a lot of things, uh, especially when it comes to to looking at pork. So, what are ways that the pork industry can draw in more uh, health conscious consumers? I know a lot of them already exist, but how can um, we we talk about it more so people understand the the benefits of of what pork can bring to the table?
1: Yeah, so you know the great thing with pork is that it's it's recognized and celebrated and included in menus as an essential affordable and environmentally responsible protein, Um, you know, kind of to our last point, it's, it's culturally relevant and it's globally appreciated. And it's also easy to enjoy as a partner on a balanced plate. So with that said, uh, the pork industry can certainly draw in more health conscious consumers by sharing that complete story from farm to table. We're really seeing this convergence of health and transparency occurring and You know, people may be familiar with their favorite pork dishes from around the world since since pork is currently the number one consumed protein globally. But what they may not know is that pork farmers commitment to continuous improvement and the focus on um, six principles of, of we care is what we call it, where, you know, we're really taking care of pigs and the planet, which ultimately provides a nutrient rich source of protein for people. Uh, additionally, pork also provides many other many other nutrients outside of, of, of protein. Um, and from a selection standpoint, you know we have we have something delicious and relevant for every eating occasion, from happy celebrations like holiday meals, um, which we have the holidays, uh, we're in holiday season. Um, and we're all looking to enjoy those those meals. But even heart-smart, healthy choices like the loin cuts that are American Heart Association, heart check certified, and everything in between. Um, and portion control, of course, enables enjoyment of of more of those decadent and indulgent cuts of pork because pork is incredibly versatile and it pairs well with every other food group.
0: Yeah, and and you mentioned choices, and I think that's a really interesting thing. Uh, to talk about can you describe and is it hard to quantify when you're looking at so much data um, how many choices that people have compared to I mean even 20 30 years ago when it comes to pork?
1: Oh absolutely it, it can be it can be a lot for us and it can be a lot for consumers so and we're all consumers right sure. you know anyone going to any particular department of the grocery store they've got lots of choices on the shelf and then even within a particular set of items they might have choices to make um, between a item marked as better for you or having other claims versus versus others so there's lots of choices in that respect but then also the way that that people are sourcing their food because we've seen that you know there's the emergence of things like food trucks and retail food service that are incredibly popular for consumers and they're mixing their they're mixing their meals so they're <laughs> they're um, putting different different ingredients or different, components of their meals from different places um, is, is what we're seeing honestly
0: and lots of choices yeah out there. A lo- lots of choices um, what do you, do you have any uh, case of how that affects um, the, the pork producers and the pork processors at all when they when they have to produce so many different choices um, for consumers?
1: You know, they all play a role, and that is especially true when we think about the Hispanic population. So, you know, we know that pork, as I mentioned, um, is is truly integral to Asian and and Hispanic cultures, Um, and specifically Hispanics are um, buying fresh meat at non-mainstream retailers to the tune of about 44%. Uh, This is being driven by a couple things. So service freshness and availability of cuts and uh, pork is incredibly versatile, not only because it can be prepared so many ways, but just because of the vast variety of cuts that are available. Uh, Whether someone wants to enjoy bacon at breakfast or bacon's extended far beyond breakfast into, uh, into lunch, dinner, beverages, and desserts. Uh, (laughs) Or if, if someone is looking to have, um, a meal option that could be prepared like ground pork for for Taco Tuesday. Um, There's lots of different options that are available. What's important is that uh, we're recognizing that household sizes have changed and pack sizes need to adjust accordingly in order to uh, meet the needs of of folks today who don't necessarily need a, a large pack of meat, if you will.
0: Definitely, yeah. It's it's an interesting thing to uh, to to look at all of the different styles and things every time you go into a supermarket. You know the other the other interesting thing I just wanted to mention before we moved on to what you guys are going to do for 2020 is just um, you 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 look at 10,000 different uh, consumers and you interview for them. How do you go about um, doing that? What are the what are the different ways that you you are able to to reach out to them so you get some accurate data from all this?
1: So we've got um, a robust suite of tools that are available to us and some really great partners in the industry that uh, we work with from a research perspective. Uh, including CNR, who's our custom research partner on the large body of research that we've done. But we also work with Data Essential to understand, you know, how are products being menued from a food service perspective? What's the, what's the penetration and incidence of items that Um, our own menus and ingredients specifically. So it really provides us with a good understanding of of what's happening from a trends perspective. And Nielsen's another great partner as well. And so is IRI on understanding retail point of sales data. So it is a lot of information, but there's a story there and it's our job to tell it.
0: Yeah. And and all this is very valuable to us when we're looking to do features in the next year for our magazine and our website. And you know, we're always greatly appreciative of seeing what's what's going to be the trends and coming up. And that's kind of where I want to talk about. We've got it the year in review, we looked at some stuff, but I know you wanted to talk a little bit about 2020. So uh, what else are you looking at for 2020 in, in the pork industry and from consumers um, to, to really the to things that pork's going to have to maybe compete with and also stuff that they're really thriving with too?
1: Sure. So, there are a couple, of, a couple of, of things that we need to be thinking about. One is that convenience will definitely continue to evolve and we need to keep our finger on the pulse of what the solutions are and how to meet the needs of consumers with those solutions will be. Um, all of the demand that we're seeing around the need for transparency is certainly going to continue to elevate sustainable dialogue and social responsibility. So I anticipate you'll see more on that. Uh, New concepts are emerging that are redefining the way that consumers shop even more so than they have over the last year or two. Um, Thinking about different concepts like Amazon Go, for example, kind of reestablishes a baseline for convenience um, and convenience with, with grocery purchases. And then also just continuing to embrace multicultural and younger shoppers is going to be incredibly critical. The fact of the matter is uh, the oldest Gen Z consumer is in their early twenties at the moment, edging on mid twenties. And if they're not already starting to make some of those grocery decisions, they will be. And as national pork board, you know, as we look toward 2020, we'll be challenging the industry to build on the momentum that's already been established, staying ahead of those consumer trends. And next year from us, uh, the industry can watch for updates on consumer behaviors and preferences around sustainability and nutrition in pork, uh, at-home dining, at-home and dining out habits amongst those key demographics and different multicultural consumers and shopper insights.
0: Sounds great. Well, it's gonna be it's gonna be a really interesting trend to continue to watch and, and how pork evolves. So, um, Tar, I appreciate you taking a few minutes of your day to look at it and. Uh, Thanks for sharing your insights. I appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. Great chatting with you, Ryan.
0: Make sure to check out the latest stories from the magazine and online at meatpoultry.com. Also follow us on social media at Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram, all by searching at meatpoultry. If you like what you heard, please leave a rating and review. It really helps. All right, that's it for this time, folks.